Hollywood, it's Come Hail Away, the Redskins Away Game Podcast. The podcast that believes it, that bye week is the loneliest week. I'm Matt. I'm Mika. And this is Chief Margala. Well, guys, uh, we've had a week to sleep in, relax, uh, sit around and absolutely do nothing but watch other teams fail, most importantly Dallas and the Giants. And um, and how we how we how we feeling now? One uh Quarter way through the season, are we happy? We sad? We we feeling optimistic? Shoot. Uh, uh, go ahead, go ahead, uh, Mika. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely feeling optimistic. The, you know, the one thing I like to do in the bye week is is kind of, okay, now I have a fresh pair of eyes. I can watch a couple of games, um, in you know, as they're happening in real time, and uh, and. The one thing that really jumped out at me was, you know, you know, how can you gauge yourself in a bye week, uh, like we've had this this year with with the teams playing? It, it's kind of a weird season, right? Can we start with that? Like a lot of teams that are are doing well, a lot of people didn't expect to do well, and vice versa. And uh, and so being able to kind of pair ourselves against. That the competition we've played, knowing that our schedule ranking is or strength of schedule has been number one through this first course of the season, and and knowing that you know the Chiefs had a game where uh, they basically scored all over Houston, which is a hugely vaunted defense. Now they didn't have JJ Watt, but right, I, I like I, I I see a lot of things to be encouraged by, especially the fact that our, our defense is just good, folks. Let, let's let's start with that, right? Absolutely. Actually, real quick, let, let's kind of pause and, and reflect on the Chiefs game since we kind of took the bye week off here. First of all, Mika, how was KC? Oh, it's amazing. It, it was a great experience. It's I highly recommend it for any fans uh, that want to travel to a game, see one of the old stadiums, um, and you know just get a game day experience unlike any other. It's it's definitely. My best game day experience that I've ever been to so far. Um, you know, I've still got and, a lot of and, stadiums to check and, out. And and what stadiums have you been to around the league? So FedEx, uh, Arizona, um, Dallas. Dallas was a really good experience on Thanksgiving. Um, you know, for all our hate for that team, their their stadium and their people in Dallas are, are very, very nice to deal with. Uh, I had a great experience there. Um, of course, the Coliseum. I've been to Anaheim Stadium, um, been to Oakland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're still you're still washing yourself profusely from that. Yeah, I, I think I've still got some disease or another from that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, Casey, Casey's ranking number one. Casey's definitely number one. Um, wow. So I, I don't have quite the list. Some other people do, obviously, but. Um, 
the tailgate was on point. Better list than me. I don't think I can beat that list. Well, yeah, I still got a lot to work on. So, uh, but definitely Casey is up there. Uh, the people were on point from the moment they opened the, the gates. People were flooding in the in the into the parking lot, and I mean buses, just lots of buses. They, yeah, they're really into converting buses into tailgate rigs <laughs> over there. Nice. Well, people so, don't know this. Part of the reason we took the week off was you were in a meat coma. Is that correct? <laughs> meat coma? <laughs> yeah. I, I hadn't eaten much meat in, in the last couple of months. And uh, yeah. You went uh, vegan afterwards. You were like, okay, I have my fill. I've literally yeah. eaten a full pig, full cow. I'm good right now <laughs> for a bit. Yeah. I just don't want to see meat right now at all. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> was it yeah. off the chain though? Oh man. It's so good. It's so good. And everyone knows how to cook barbecue. <laughs> what, what was your what was your favorite thing while you're down there, food wise? Oh, I had to pick one. Um, the biggest surprise was uh, there was one group, and they didn't actually make it themselves. Picking up a place, and I wish I remembered the name of it. But um, uh, these baked beans. I'm not big on baked beans, but they right. had, these this one group of people had these baked beans with bacon in it. And it was like, oh. <laughs> it was so good. That sounds fabulous. Yeah. It wasn't That's... like too sweet. I'm not into the sweet beans, you know, but yeah, those, See, those were really good. Go you ahead. heard Magala's response because Magala is a Puerto Rican like me. Puerto Rican. <laughs> and he loves the bacon. <laughs> there was some, uh, crunchy pork, uh, like full mm. pork. It was super oh, good. Oh Lord. Is like is the that. is the style of barbecue there? Is it like it's really it's mainly like uh, like a sauce thing? It's like sauce based, or is it like dry rub? What, what was kind of their thing over there? It really it depends on where you went. Um, most of the tailgates were uh, seemingly doing dry, and I expected a lot of sauce because um, that's what I'd heard. But it was it was a lot of dry rub and uh, and just low smoking. And oh, I like that. The, so the sauce is good, but sometimes it's too sweet and it's like too sticky and messy. Mm -hmm. When when it's that nice dry dry rub, you get all that flavor and you don't have to cover it up with like sauce. I'm yeah. I'm a huge fan of just meat without without much sauce, uh, and that sounded terrible. I'm yeah I'm just a fan of I'm just a fan of a nice dry rub if you know what I'm saying. Hey. Um, hey. So. So let me and and back on to football here for a second. Let me let me kind of steer it in this direction. Um, Kansas City aside, being an amazing trip for you. What was so bitter to me about that game mm. is that we should have won that. That's that's the part. Like if 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 the game had been we score seven, they score seven. We score seven, they score seven. Everything was perfect and normal. And at the end, oh, they take kick a field goal and we lose. Fine, I can live with that. What I can't live with is we dominate, we make them look like fucking jokes, and then we start just fucking up. And even in our fuck-ups, offsides, penalties, injuries, players not being able to be out there, we still basically come within three. We can play horribly, basically, and still be within three points of a Josh Doxon catch or Preston Smith not being offsides 25 times, you know? And we can still be that close, even when we look like shit. And I guess that's the point that uh, it's taken me a week just to kind of 
get over the whole thing because we should have won that game. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I, I kind of had a different outlook myself. I, you know, I know it was a first and foremost at the top of the game, the defense, how it, how it kind of was almost identical to the defense against the Raiders. Maybe that first couple series, you know, they're sacking Alex Smith. They're getting after it. The hitting, some of the hitting by that defense, uh, specifically like a DJ Swearinger. I was like, holy crap. But, you know, the moment they lost Norman and started losing guys left and right, you could see the defense losing losing power. And then they were out there for longer. And, you know, Kirk wasn't able to – it almost felt like that play, that three-drive play that, that they had on offense, you wish they had kind of taken their time with it because it would have given the defense a little more time to reset and, and regroup. But, um, you know – I walked away from that game. Yeah, we lost, and I was I was definitely upset about that. But I was also like, holy shit! Like I felt like we really hung in there with like the only undefeated team, like a team that's definitely in the in the top groups of you know good teams in the NFL. And I'm like, you know, it goes our way with a couple of different plays. You know, it could have been different, and we'd be obviously in a much different situation. But you know, we're two and two, and that's just kind of where we're sitting right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I came in uh, to that game. I was thinking, you know, right now, that's the best team in football, meaning the Chiefs. And uh, I really felt it from top to bottom. Um, they played the best overall all-around football of anybody in the league. And I felt like we had to play a perfect game, essentially, you know, no mistakes, uh, no turnovers, and, and you know, we would, we would have a chance to win. What I saw was... We had we played a game where we didn't have any mistakes, and and well, we didn't have any turnovers, right? Um, but if we if we didn't make any other of those boneheaded mistakes, we probably beat them by two touchdowns, um, right? So, just to your point, I, you know, they say no moral victories, and and it's hard to take a moral victory uh, out of this, especially because you really feel like you should have won that game. But that's what I take from it is we really should have won that game. And, um, you know, even to what you were saying, it's like, yeah, there were some bad mistakes. A lot of them were just poor calls by the referees. Um, there's the, the one that really comes to mind was the third down goal where we stopped them and they called Preston Smith off sides. And I watched that play like seven times just in four because Preston Smith was like three inches behind everybody else at the line of scrimmage. And I'm going, how in the hell is that neutral zone infraction? Like, where, mm-hmm. where is the goddamn neutral? And they, like, waited until after the play started to throw the flag. So I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. And then, you know, that happened a couple of plays. There's the, the illegal contact by Breland on that drive that also uh, extended the drive on a third down. And, um, um, and he wasn't even near the guy. <laughs> um, and then they called another one, a uh, pass interference. I mean, you know, again, we could go on about the refs. We, we put ourselves in a position to win the game. We should have won the game. Do- Josh Stockson needs to come down with that cat, even though he was basically eye-raped by a defender. Um, right. You know, <laughs> so there's a lot there to be encouraged by. The defensive line still playing really well. Uh, the guys are flying around and hitting people. Um, this was potentially our body bag game part two here. Um, 
like probably one of the worst times I've seen us just where we're in a good position and just lose guys continuously to injuries. And I'm actually really relieved to see that on the injury report, we've only basically got like four guys on there at this point. So um, to come out of that game, especially going right into the bye week, uh, getting ready uh, for the rest of the season of football and, and getting guys back healthy and knowing that all those hits that we took, pretty much none of them are, are extensive. Um, I'm a knock on wood, but um, I, I like where we're at right now. This was a, a litmus, litmus test. I think we, we passed with flying colors. And honestly, right now, we're going to play the rest of the season as favorite for the most part, unless something changes. Well, I don't say I wouldn't say we passed with flying colors. We didn't win. You can't pass. You can't pass with flying colors and not win. But I will say we played well. We looked good, with the exception of a couple of things. And again, back to my point: if we had played a normal game, not a billion penalties, not again exactly what you're talking about is those third down penalties. That's what was driving me crazy. It was just like, come on, guys, we have them. We have them stopped. Up, yeah, down, I just feel first, like you know penalty first down. You know, there was a saying going in there, and, and Chiefs fans would not let me forget it um, all game long, which is you know when you come to Kansas City, you're playing you pay off the refs. You're playing 13 players, which is you're playing the team, you're playing the refs, you're playing the fan, basically. So, um, yeah, if I, everyone knows it, so it's you know it, it, you kind of expect it. So it's just it was unfortunate that that's what it came down to. Right. If I can add something, the that final drive, the final offensive drive with Kirk, man, Kirk looked like a serious gamer. He was like running around. He was he was making plays. And even that final play with Dawson, it felt like he really positioned that ball pretty good for for Dawson. It's just you, you wanted Dawson to come down with. I felt like Kirk really took the game over in that in that moment. Uh, how did you guys feel about that? That last offensive drive for Kirk? Go ahead, Mika. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I can't say enough about Kirk. Um, that that, you know, because I'm so cautious, cautiously optimistic, optimistic in general. Um, I, 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 I don't want to go out and say anything definitive, but goddamn, I, I really feel that um, that was the game. It that was it for me. Like, I, I'm done. Pay Kirk Cousins. Um, keep him. Um, I don't care what else happens. He, he's our guy. Uh, he's a he's a good enough quarterback to win games in the NFL. He's shown that he, he can he can go off the cuff. Um, and really, you know, it's, it's kind of what I thought. I wanted to wait three four weeks to see if the, the offense would get in a certain rhythm. They're not even still in rhythm. They're not yeah. really still in rhythm. <laughs> you know, but he's out there making stuff happen, making the right reads hitting guys on time in stride and doing everything he can to win games. Um, and certainly the offensive line is playing well and we're able to run the football. But um, if the receivers ever get on point, look out. Yeah. And that being said, um, um, and again, I need to make turn a corner here and be positive, but real quick, I'm over prior. Uh, I definitely think though, what we're going to see is the emergence of Josh uh, Doxson this year as an NFL star that him and cousins are going to get, I, I'm over whether or not prior is going to get on the same page, but I definitely think Doxon and cousins are going to get on the same page and then it's going to be lethal. 
I agree with that. I think this is really where we're going to see Dawson start to, to shine. I think really that was a tough catch to make, and he damn near made it. And <laughs> if he would have made it, it would have been all over, uh, you know, highlight reels and everything. So, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll get that. I'll get that. Yeah. Job at some point. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah. I well, I'm just gonna say that 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 drive was amazing. My actually biggest, if I was, and I gotta stop criticizing, but my biggest uh, criticism of that is why did they let the have so much time on the clock? I'm just like, I was even, I was in my living room, I was telling everybody, it was like, okay, it's like 40-something seconds, let the clock run down, so worst case scenario, you're walking away with a field goal, if not a touchdown, and and then, you know, KC has no no time left, and instead... Yeah, I 100% agree, yeah. Mika, did you get a sense for, for the, for kind of the issue with the clock stuff while you were there, or is it a little difficult when you're when they're there live to, to get that feel. Oh, no. I mean, pretty much as soon as the timeout was called, you could see, um, like, every, everyone was pretty much quiet, but the Redskins fans were just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but if, but if Jay didn't call the timeout, do you think that Andy Reid would have called the timeout at some point, too? I mean, he might have, but I, I think Reid was willing to let them kind of, again, keep in mind, Reed's not exactly the most fantastic uh, clock right. management person there is. Um, so I, I don't know how much Randy Reed's actually thinking about the clock at that point. Um, well, not to mention we were, we were down, so it was right. on us to, to catch up. So why would he <laughs> give us more time to score if, if he doesn't need to? Yeah, on that well, drive, there's two things. We're in the red zone, and you want time yourself in case they tie it up. So that's why Andy Reed would call it. We, we were at what, like the, the 28 yard line or something like that? Or, uh, yeah, something like that. Easy field right. goal range. Well, not with Dustin Hopkins. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, at least he's not shit. Who was it uh, this week? Who fucking I... missed like two extra points? No. Um, is uh, it uh, the Bears or the, was it the Bears kicker? It might have been. Or was it the. Um, well, I know the, the Tampa Bay kicker is the. Uh... <laughs> They want to hang him over them too. So yeah, I, I could not believe that people this guy was missing extra points left and right. And I was just like, who misses this many extra points? Who? Yeah, I can't remember who that was, but yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I think it was last Thursday's game. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. It was Tampa Bay's kicker versus New England. Okay. And I was just it was insane. I was just it blew me away to see someone miss extra point after extra point after extra point. I'm like, just go two point conversions, just go. Fuck it. Um, but but all around, good game. We looked more or less good with a couple mental errors. Um, and, and now, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we're favored by... What, what are we at today? We're favored by 9, 10 on, um, on SL. I will take a look at that for us right now. Yeah, I thought it was like 12 and a half. Oh, is that 12 and a half now? But, uh, yeah, people get that for us. Um, yeah, this is, you know, it's like, so we had the Raider game, right? That was a test, right? And now, now we got the, we had the Chiefs game. That was definitely a test. Um, and, and now it's like getting a reprieve because 
we're coming off a bye. We get an own five team. And again, this is a test because Redskins are just not used to beating teams. They should be, especially when they're heavily favored. So, um, I think we're going to, you know, I, I think this is not a trap game. I think this is not a team that's going to be set up for trap games. I think they're, they're going to be prepared with the week. But uh, I still want to see it on the field. And before I get too excited, I don't want to go out there and say we're going to blow this team out because, as we know, the Redskins like to play down to their, their opponent. So. I'm going to say uh, it. Well, we're blowing this team out. Go ahead. Uh, according to oddshark.com, it, the uh, the spread is uh, minus 10 Redskins. Okay. So there you go. So yeah, blowout I, is what Vegas thinks. Well, I just here's what I love. And, and, and we can't have anything nice as Redskins fans. And so, like, as they're talking, all of a sudden this week I've heard, like, well, don't sleep on San Francisco. I mean, they've only lost by a total of 12 points between all their games. They've played dog shit teams. So you're saying they barely lose to dog shit teams? Oh, it's not like they played Kansas City. It's not like they played New England. They played dog shit teams and still lost, but they barely lost against dog shit. So against us? No. Kyle's got no tricks. Kyle is not having a first good year as a head coach. Maybe his dad's helping him. I don't know because he's got nothing for us. The thing for San Francisco for me is, you know, they're able to produce manufacture point uh, for the most part. They had a rough week against Indy last week. Uh, uh, but I, I think those were two desperate teams trying to get a win. You really can't gain much from the tape on that. Uh, I tried yeah, watching it. it kind of like, it's fucking Indy. Yeah, I, you and I could take Indy. <laughs> I, I don't like to say that about professional players, but yeah, they're Indy's pretty bad. Um, and I, and so I, I gotta say though, I've been watching Indy the last couple weeks because my buddy's an Indy fan, and uh, I I kind of like that. Tell, uh, tell that, him Mike that, condolence. <laughs> I <laughs> like that that uh, brisket kid, Jacoby brisket, brisket, bris, brisket. There you go. <laughs> um, he's got something there. You, it's not all there, but he's got the something there. Five minutes. You stop thinking about the barbecue for five minutes. I know. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just it's you know what's interesting is Andrew Luck was the number one in that he's not playing right now. RG three, whatever. And then you know we got we got Kirk Cousins who's who's a who's a rising a rising stock, which I which I love. A big, the two guys that are really playing well out of that draft are the two guys taken in the what the third round or the fourth round. Fourth round. Is the other you're talking about Russell Wilson? Yeah, because yeah. uh, that's who that's who we were going to take, and then Seattle took him, and so we took Kirk Cousins, and the rest is history. So yeah, uh, uh, it's fourth round, Mika. Fourth round. There you go. Yeah. So the two fourth round guys are the, the two best quarterbacks, arguably, out of that draft as we sit today. That's how about that. So yeah, you know, do you guys see any like just out of curiosity, anything that San Francisco can do to hurt us? I'm concerned about a couple of things, um, as concerned as I can be possibly right at this moment. Um, <laughs> um, first thing is the injuries in our secondary. Obviously, we're not going to have Josh Norman. Um, anytime, look, at, we like him. We're all fans of Fabian Moreau. But anytime he's going to be on the field, you can rest assured they're going to try and test him. 
So he's a li- uh, he's a liability because he's you know inexperienced. Look, right. yeah. So um, and then I I really hope this the Shazer Everett injury is not something where he doesn't get on the field um, like at a hundred percent because. Uh, he's played really well, and I don't know that we have another guy that – I mean, our whole story this so far has been man up, right? Man up ski. Uh, he's getting guys right. that play well. Um, but, um, you know, DeShazer Everett was a worry in the first place. So having to, you know, refill a worry spot with another worry <laughs> makes me worry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a worry with a worry makes you worry? Yeah, just a lot of worry there. Um, you know, so, but the defensive line playing balls out, that's, that's, that's the thing that really makes us all work. It makes it all happen. Um, and if Zach Brown can go out there and have another big game, um, we hear he's been held out with an illness so far, but they said he should be ready to play Sunday. So, uh, you know, Zach Brown's really kind of the, the thing that's making it all happen here. Um, oh, controlling yeah. that of the defense. Um, and, um, uh, Really, if you make them one-dimensional, this is not going to be much of a game. Oh, absolutely. And that and that's kind of, I mean, I know you're talking about, you know, whether or not Fabian Rowe can play or whatever, but I'm just like, I mean, Breland on Gerson with a little safety help, I think we'll be fine. That's literally, they have one person to throw to, and this is the guy we miss the most. So, right. other than that, I have no worries about San Fran. I'm just like, can't wait for the Sunday. Let's get it over and done with, and uh, and move on to the Eagles. Yeah. Well, I'm, and the other thing I didn't get to say real quick, uh, sorry, Chief, but um, Hoyer moves around a lot and likes to use his feet, and we struggle with that. So, and and Kyle's going to move around the pocket a bit to kind of make that um, a thing. So again, that that's those are the two main things that I'm worried about. So, it, you know, if if we can limit Hoyer running around for ten yards on you know, third and seven all the time, then uh, I think we should be okay. Uh, Mika uh, took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, that was that was giving me my addition was, uh, especially watching Hoyer in the last couple of games, that specifically that Rams game where they were, it was like total of like 70 points or whatever. Uh, Hoyer was just like, he, he runs around and that's what hurt us last week with Alex Smith. So I think they're going to be uh, banking on, us over pursuing and losing contain and you know that could cause some issues and you know and Pierre Garcon we, we let him go I feel like there might be a little bad blood there I don't know there's there's like there's a couple factors here that once again like I could see myself being a little worried but I also feel pretty confident like Matt does too so I'm kind of halfway in between I'm gonna I'm gonna call this I'm gonna Noster Lonnie the fuck out of this right now oh, so on. be I ready got I got this yeah I'm sorry. That's and, the first time I've heard that. That's that's good. Yeah, I, and, I added some. I added some stuff to that one. <laughs> yeah, in my no Serlani moment, here's what's going to happen. Hoyer isn't going to make it out of the first quarter, and I'll tell you why. So here's what's going to happen. If you know anything, and this actually goes for Sean McVay as well and Kyle, they both do the same thing: play action, deep bomb. We used to see it back in the day, uh, all the time when Kyle was in town. That's the first year of RG three. That's how we got uh, – crap, I can't think of his name right now. Um, <laughs> before, before we had Deshaun, uh, who was our deep threat? Algic Robertson. Algic Robertson opened all the time. It was 
you know, we're doing spread runs, spread runs, and then all of a sudden play action, deep bomb, Algic Robinson. But here's what's going to happen. We know that's coming. Preston Smith's going to totally redeem himself this week. Hoyer's going to roll out for a play action deep bomb, and he's going to get popped and pop bad by Preston Smith. Out of the game, first quarter. No Sterling prediction. Wow. There it is. And then that means C.J. Beathard will be coming in, which <laughs> I think if he go if he ends up going in, then I think this game would be a lock. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you right now, that's, that's you know, they're not going to over-pursue. Hoyer's running around because of the fact that he has a craft line. The only way they can create plays is off of play action. And I think we're going to know that and be ready for it. And he's going to go uncovered for a minute, and then he's going to get his ass kicked. So... That's that's uh, that's how I, I, I would I, I feel that a return to what we were defensively in the Raiders and the and the beginning of the Chiefs game, if we can get back to that and keep that going for the majority of the game, I think it, this game will be a lock, like you said. And, mm-hmm. you know, even the offense doesn't have to be super prolific if that's the case. So I'm just I'm leaning I'm leaning heavily on the defense to really to make up for a couple of their losses, including Josh Norman, which is tough. But, you know, those guys who are backing him up, you know, Dunbar, we've seen him be, you know, have a spark in some moments. And, you know, like you said, Pavin Moreau's in there. So I'm not, Kendall I'm not Fuller. entirely, yeah, Kendall Fuller. I'm not entirely worried. So I'm getting, and, just, now I've, I think I've convinced myself to be more on Matt's side now. <laughs> right. And again, nobody's talking about Breland. And I understand Breland is not Josh Norman, but, Breland has been playing this year solidly. I'm not going to say off the chain amazing, just solid. And solid enough that I think without Norman, again, versus San Francisco, if we were playing another team, I'd be concerned. But versus San Francisco, when literally they have one weapon, which is Pierre Gerson, and that's it, what, what, what are they, they going to do? You know, we got four, well, hold on a second, Fuller, Dunbar, yeah, four uh, decent corners, Great safety help with DJ Swearinger. They got nothing. They got nothing. We'll yeah, be I mean, blanking really, Garcon, yeah. and, and, and he'll have nobody to throw to. Yeah, I mean, really, they got they got one thing going for them that – just one. That's literally it. One thing going for them that gives us fits, and that's a quarterback getting out, you know, out of the pocket and making plays. Outside of that, I really don't think they have the offensive line to to be able to run the football against us. Um, uh, just from what I've seen so far this year, uh, they don't have the horses outside to to make us um, stress our defense, uh, you know, or or you know, roll coverage too much. Garcon's probably going to get his catches. Um, I look for them to come out early and try to do a lot of quick, uh, quick passing game, you know, especially with Garcon mm-hmm. to try and get get him rolling. Um, and especially to try to keep our, our defensive line at, at bay. But, uh, um, you know, if we get a couple batted balls, um, maybe even a, a, an interception early, I, I think that's going to really turn things around there. Um, you, you know, and, and again, them not being able to run the football is going to inhibit them so much. And the, and the key is they're not, they don't, they don't throw the ball to the running backs very well. It's not something they do. Um, and that gives us fits. So we don't have to be so worried about that. And then the other thing is tight ends. And uh, I, don't, I don't think they have a tight end to, to worry about right now. They have, they have a guy there that's, that's making some plays, um, but nothing that they have any consistency with. Um, and, and I think the big thing for us 
going into this game, the really, really big thing is it looks like we're going to have Jordan Reed 100%, and they ain't ready for that. Oh, baby, I would love to right. see Jordan Reed have a, a huge game right now and just get him right back in the swing. Oh, I would like to see Jamison Crowder get his swing back on. I mean, what's going on with Crowder? Well, I mean, you heard like- Gruden, yeah, talking about the injuries, right? Still, still the little right. uh, nagging injuries from early this year. So, I, I think that's that's and hamstrings, especially for receivers, especially for a guy who relies on speed and quickness. That's uh, tough. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's just it's a. Uh, I kind of figured the offense would go through Crowder and Jordan Reed this season, and it seems like the offense is going through the eternal vampire that will never ever get old, uh, Vernon Davis. <laughs> Yeah, that guy's something else, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's gonna be playing, you know. At, he's gonna be playing at forty-five and still be doing amazing things. I love that that play uh, two weeks ago against the Chiefs on Monday night, and uh, you know he's making that big what sixty-six yard uh, reception. And he's running oh, down yeah. the field, and he's still wanting to fight people, pretty much. Like, <laughs> like oh, he was like, yeah, I dare you to tackle me right now. Like. <laughs> Yeah, the best part is he's not even running that fast. He's just kind of like jogging his way in towards the end zone. And I was like, is he going to score? Is he going to score? Is he going to score? Okay. They finally got him down. But, you know, he was just like, nope, not going to tackle me. Nope, not going to tackle me. Nope, not going to tackle me. He is hands down. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, for, for a league that's all about tight ends, to have two tight ends like Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis together, Name another team that has that. Two tight ends, that dynamic. It's pretty crazy how that worked out for us. I know a lot of people were sleeping on Vernon Davis because they just thought he was getting old. And, you know, he, he went to Denver that year. and they, Everyone expected him to play a large role. And he basically he sat on the bench most of the time. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, he came in. He fit a role for us right away. And, and because Jordan Reed is uh, constantly injured, he gets to, to get his feet wet more than often, more often than not. So, um, I think it works out perfectly. If he had gone most anywhere else, it, I don't, I don't know that it works out for him. Well, I think there's also a certain amount of pride he takes in the fact of playing for the Redskins, being the team he grew up on. You know, the team yeah. he kind of always wanted to play for, his hometown team, and uh, an opportunity to come back and actually play for them. That's huge. Yeah, this is one of those stories. Like, I look forward to. Um, you know, you see. Uh, I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to jinx anything, but you see guys at the podium after they're raising the, the Lombardi and there's always, you know, that, that one story there and that old guy that, that, you know, finally gets his trophy or, you know what I mean? It's like, it just feels mm-hmm. like, one of those. <laughs> so we'll see. We got a long way to go. Well, speaking, speaking exactly a long way to go. Great segue, Mika. We're a quarter way through the season. How are we feeling about the, the distinguished competition uh, out there of Dallas, uh, I, I think who who plays in New York? Is there is there a team in New York? I, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, the the Eagles. Uh, are we are we concerned? Are we worried? Are we better than them? Are we worse than them? What, what are you guys feeling? Well, New York, right? Uh, we can call them the New York Infinitesimal because they're uh, lesser than zero at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know why I brought up New York. I just feel it's unfair not to at least mention. I don't. They got something. Hello. Hold on. 
Oh, hey. There he and is. Co- coming, in, uh, coming in live and hot is Lonnie. What up, Lonnie? What's going on? Where we at? What's happening? Uh, oh, man. Yeah, look at this guy. Uh, I'll catch you up real quick. Uh, so, Lonnie, we already talked about the KC game. Uh, Mika's been in a week. Uh, and now we're on to – and then we talked a little bit about San Francisco. What, what are your thoughts about this game coming up real quick? I mean, have you got to mention a potential trap game, basically? It's a trap. I wish I had that drop. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Actually, nobody thinks it's a trap. I, I mean, I don't think it's – I'm saying potential trap game. It, I don't see the reason why it should be because we have two weeks, you know, to prepare and playing it team that's you know not that great but to be honest to be honest they have had um pretty close games and i don't know i mean i feel like running game is gonna be important for this game consistency about where we've been defense playing strong but you know how our how our injury is going to affect this game i i'm just i just want to come out and get a victory and and i'd like to be over by the third quarter but you know i understand with the redskins so perhaps we might take a little longer but I feel pretty good about it, you know. I feel like it's just going to be, can we continue what we've done before? And also, what's going to be going on with the running game? Like, is it, is it Mac Brown? Is it Sammy J? Chris Thompson? Does he take Some off? Like, where are we going to be with the running game? Some ways, well, that's a great question, and I actually think that oh, I personally, I oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna know Sir Lonnie this. I think. Um, <laughs> Samwise Ganji, Samaj P. Ryan will only really play up until about midway through the second quarter, and then he's out. And it's the Mac Brown, Chris Thompson show. Now, you think that's intentional, or is that like injury related, or no, what? It's, it's basically he's just not doing anything. They're just like, mm, Samaj, you're 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 getting two yards of you know play. We're over you're here. a nice kid. You're a good kid. But right. no. <laughs> let's let's change the pace and go Mac Brown return of the Mac. <laughs> there you go. I, I this is, uh, this could potentially is, be- is it because is it because it hit, like look have we made a mistake with the running back or is it just him not understanding where the holes are and how to hit them and I mean because he's supposed he's to be he's a rookie man he's just I think he's just trying to figure it out you know. I think that's what that's, it is. I, I agree. He's just he's trying to figure it out, and he hasn't figured it out yet. Yeah. No, see, well, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm saying that's what I'm saying, though. Is that like related to? Is that something that we're going to be working on and fixing with him, or are we just like, look, we we got to move on right now because we need production? I think we got to move on right now. I mean, we're going to keep him around, but I don't, I don't see Samaje as the. Uh, solution at running back i don't think we found that i think that's the next year problem and so in the meantime we're just going to have to rob kelly at when he's healthy mac brown at when he's healthy you know chris thompson and and do the best we can during this season with the backs we that we have and next year address the issue because i don't know if samaje is uh is the thing yeah so yeah i mean I- it's, I mean, they haven't had a large sampling size, though. You know what I mean? We've only had, like, a little bit of time to kind of look at what, what he's, what's got, he's got going on. So I, I kind of want to, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's, uh, if it's just kind of 
straight up or if we need to give him more time or go through one of our other running backs and see if this is the guy. Because Rob Kelly hasn't lost any job. Like, it's not like when Matt Jones is in and we're like, oh, you, oh you're okay, but you kind of suck. And then Rob Kelly came in and we're like, oh, this is clearly your job. You know, no one's taking the job from Rob Kelly. Exactly. No. So, so here's where, like, we talked about this a little earlier. I, I feel like, and, and Matt pretty much summed it up pretty well, I, I feel like the running back position is pretty much the one spot we can say we, we don't have it figured out right now. Um, you know, there's, there's guys, we got, we got a bunch of guys. Um, and I like Chris, Chris Thompson a lot, and I think he should be starting, but I do also agree with Gruden that 30 to 40% of the snaps is probably his limit. You know what I mean? Because uh, we don't want him to get injured. We need his dynamic ability in there um, in order to keep our offense humming right now, especially because our receivers are not, uh, you know. It's a trap. Oh, it's <laughs> a trap. Okay. I got it working. <laughs> Thank you for that, Akbar. <laughs> um, let's see. So, but P. Ryan, again, it comes down to really why I wanted Kelly to, to play. I really wanted him to play in that Chiefs game was because of his patience. Um, and and I and when he did play, we saw it. We saw it really, really uh, pay dividends for us in the running game early. Um, and then when P. Ryan came in, you lose a little bit because that patience, their their gap integrity is so good that um, you know if you're trying to just hit the hole right away, they're going to tackle you in two yards. And that's you know he was able to manufacture a couple extra yards. So P. Ryan did a good job. And when the holes were there, of course, he hits the hole. Like, he's the best one in our team for as far as that goes. You know, um, I think this is a perfect game for Piran, actually. So I, I'm, I'm going to counter that um, to what you guys are saying, or, or Matt was saying. I feel like this is a game where if he's going to have a breakout game this year, or if he's going to have a game where, you know, people turn around and say, oh, that's right, they drafted him. It's this game. Because um, our offensive line should be able to open holes. And um, you need to run with a power scheme against this, this defense. And if, if he gets a couple of holes, you can see him uh, really get some yardage here this year, this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not like I, I don't even I wouldn't even be surprised if that happened because we have only had four games. So for me to say we obviously know who this running back is yet is I think too soon, but. Um, I don't, and like, it's kind of go kind of with your point, but a little bit, you know, I don't know if we have the running back figured out, which seems like obviously we don't have the running back necessarily figured out, but I'd say from the running game standpoint, as far as like the commitment to the run, we figured that out pretty good. We understand we have to do it and keep that going, even when it's 2.3 yards. It's, yeah. And that's, that, you know what, that's, that's a great point. That's something I really wanted to touch on, um, that, um, you know, I have to give it up. I've been critical of Gruden. Um, one of the things that worried me when we when we signed him um, from Cincinnati was just watching Cincinnati play when he was there. It's like same old, same old, right? Abandon the run early, um, and um, you know, just never get back to it. Never establish it as a real weapon. Just kind of use it to aid your passing game. And and so I was really kind of. Uh, you know, I mean, this is where the offenses are going, but I'm not a fan of it, yada, yada, yada. And then we'd see these instances here or there with McVay or Kyle Shanahan. Uh, well, actually, he didn't have Kyle. He had, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh Well, McVay, was McVay's only offensive coordinator? Yeah. 
Was there someone? Yeah, he was. Okay. No. No, but Jay Gruden was actually, technically speaking, was Jay the first year he was there? He was the offense coordinator and head coach. Well, I think there was someone else. I'm trying to remember who it was. No, I don't think there's anybody else. You might be right. All right, but Google um, it. Back yeah, on that. But, but uh, I know that this I, this is definitely the year where um, Jay's got his fingerprints all over this, and this is him operating the offense the way he wants to operate it. Um, I mean, this all plays to getting uh, Terrell Pryor uh, coming through with Josh Doxton. You know what I say earlier. You know, getting these big receivers that block. Um, and God, even watching the Chiefs game, seeing Terrell Pryor 10, 11 yards down the field, making blocks on guys and sticking with the block as the guy passes him up. I just, I love seeing it. I think Jay loves seeing it. And, and I think the pattern has proven to be that Jay would like to have a balanced offense. Um, he just hasn't had the weapons to do that or hasn't had the ability to do it the way he wants to up until this point. Just to add, uh, Jay's first season, 2014, Sean McVay was the offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach. There you go. There you go. So you were right. So, you know, and, and so none of us really see San Francisco as a problem. Well, you know, actually, I'll, I'll go two weeks in a row. Let's say Kirk Cousins is going to have the number one running yards on the team. Ooh, Let's go with that. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, number one running back on the team. Hands down. With the speed. I mean, um, yeah. I don't want that to be the case. <laughs> no, I don't want him. I mean, I like I like him using his legs and being and being creative, but I don't I don't want that from him. Right. I was I was kidding. Nobody wants that. Um, You're right though. If, <laughs> I mean, could happen. Although I don't feel like the the Niners are going to be like uh, defensively. I don't know if they're going to be like you know, kicking our butts. You know, right. I don't think there's any need for Cousins to run because they're not even going to sniff us. They're not even going to be within distance of us where it's even going to matter. I mean, unless, of course, it's like designed. Well, okay, if it's designed. Another little play action go for a touchdown here with a nice spin move. Yeah. (laughs) How how awesome was that Kirk Cousins spin move? (laughs) It was the slowest spin move in the history of spin moves. (laughs) It was great. Great, Kirk, but we need to take some dance lessons and learn some spin moves or something. Maybe a ballroom dance, maybe swing, something. He does not have the bump and grind. That's our Kelly's uh, drop, but I just feel like that that's perfect for that. That Kirk earned it with his running ability? <laughs> Um, where you jumped in, Lonnie, was we were kind of going to the NFC East, and obviously there's nothing to talk to in, about in New York, but what are you feeling about uh, Dallas and Philly? Um, yeah, you know what's funny is there absolutely is nothing to mention about New York. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Dallas, I'm like still on the, on the fence about as far as like, um, what they are because I, you know, I think they're crap most times, and I think it's like a big false thing. Um, not to mention, I mean, I don't, I'm sure we did not talk about this, but I would just say Jerry Jones, you are an asshole. 
trying to make your player stand up and forcing them to do it. And the whole NFL as a whole is pretty much getting to asshole level for me with a lot of that stuff. However, you know what? He's a billionaire evil genius guy, so that's his role to, to do that. So just want to throw in, I think Jerry Jones is a complete asshole in the stuff he's doing right now. But not a surprise. Um, right. that I, I, did, I, think I, did, I didn't think you loved him beforehand. You just hate him no. more. I just hate him more now, and I think certain people who didn't weren't aware of him are also like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, yes, I hate him too now. So right. uh, I, I think that Dallas is like is basically like they're going to get exposed in a lot of different ways, and it's starting to come to fruition. They probably will be able to disguise and cover up a few things because of the fact that they have a great O line, and yeah, I mean, I was listening to I want to say it was. Um, old Scott McLuhan interview that he had with uh, Adam Schefter. And he was like, you know, between Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott, he's like, I'll go Wentz because Wentz doesn't have the best O-line can still move around and make the right moves. Dak, like anyone can stand back there and like, seriously, like Dak, some of the time he has, man, it's just it's like, can you ba- basically throw a, a nice pass? An okay pass is basically it. So I think they're going to be exposed lately. I mean, soon, and I, I'm not really worried about the Cowboys. I'm actually looking forward to playing them. Um, the Eagles, I am not sure where they're at. I want to say that this is some kind of an anomaly, but I think Carson Wentz is playing pretty well. They don't really have a running game. They have LeGarrette Blunt that they can kind of like shove at you a couple times. So I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if this is like where they're at or if they're going to have a fall-off moment defensively or, you know, I don't see Carson Wentz regressing, regressing right now, but I'm, I'm waiting to see. They've also had some lucky moves. <laughs> I mean, skills being right. what it is, the Chargers were slightly better. And, like, who who's going to, like, expect this kicker to hit, like, a 60-whatever-yarder with one second left? I mean, like, I don't know if they're quite as accurately rated where they're at. I feel like we probably could be, should be at a different record, and they could be and should be too. So... I, I'm I'm waiting for the shoe drop for both of those teams. I think this is like an anomaly there. I mean, Cowboys should actually probably have one more loss, but the Eagles. I feel like I'm not quite sure where they're at. I'm waiting to see what happens with them. Well, and I, maybe Chief can Chief can bring this up, but let's just go to who have they played? Who have the Eagles that, played? Nobody. They played that, the 0 five Chargers, and they barely squeaked it out. The toughest team the Eagles have played is us. And I'll be honest, they got that was a bullshit call. I'm going to keep saying this all season until we win the Super Bowl, and then I'll stop talking about it. But it was a bullshit call. Kirk's arm was moving forward. It's a whole different thing in that game if he got to, you know, make that game-winning drive. You know, so yeah, they, played I mean, nobody. they played nobody, and no wonder they have a decent record. So if we get there, but like Kurt had a game when we drive, Kurt when we drive, and then he threw an interception. So yeah, that's what happened at that game. He threw. But I'm just saying that I think I think it's definitely not going to be the the Eagles are are everybody's sweating their dick, and they're not uh, they're not they're not as good as they seem to be. So what are they like number two right now in power rankings? So why you guys got them? Number two in power rankings. A lot of people are in love with them. People have been in love with Carson Wentz since before the season started. Um, you know, there's a lot. If you're watching objectively, there's there's a lot to like there. 
and just from a perspective of, okay, what are the Eagles? Are they a team in the NFL that we should be worried about? I think there's enough there to be concerned that they're going to be a, a good team, someone you're going to have to deal with all year long. That said, um, while you guys are talking, I'm looking at a couple of things, and to Matt's point, they haven't really played anybody. And their defense is ranked total defense 22. So just off of that, not having really played anybody, their defense totals at 22. Now, keep in mind, they have had Fletcher Cox out since week two. So that, that does hurt them a bit. Um, and he's, he's a monster. Um, and great luck for us. He's probably going to be back for our game. Yay. But um, they, they don't really scare me. In fact, and, and, you know, again, the Eagles, as with any throw the records out the window and, you know, you put us two in a, in a, in a stadium and, you know, you, who knows really what's going to happen because we just play each other well. It's Slobberknocker, NFC East, uh, you know, rivalries. You really can't tell head-to-head matchup. But as a whole, I, I feel, to Lonnie's point, they, they are kind of a – I don't want to say they're a farce, but basically they're a farce. They're a facade. It's, I, don't, yeah. I don't think they are what their record says they are right now. Um, mm-hmm. and I think as they play some tougher teams, like they play Carolina this week, um, I expect that to be tough because they're feeling themselves right now. So I, I feel like they're going to go in there and, and they're going to play a tough game. But um, I think this could be their body bag game, you know, where we had ours against the Chiefs. Um, you know, I don't know if they're ready to match the intensity that Carolina is going to come with on a defensive event. Um, and so, you know, we'll see. That'll be interesting to watch tonight. But I, but I look down down the line. You know, the last, last week, I still feel the Chiefs are the best top to bottom. When I go down the rest of the game, I want to see us do it. For- <laughs> Mika, are you, are you doing something right now? That's not me. <laughs> oh, that's not you? <laughs> Somebody else? Yeah, yes. Okay. That was... <laughs> is it, it, it? I'm kind of like losing part of this signal. I'm not sure if it's me. I'm trying to like. Oh, trying to find a nice, nice place to be. There's no. Uh, way. <laughs> so what I was just going to say, and I'm going to wrap up my point here, but um, I really feel that, um, you know, again, we played, we've played the toughest schedule so far. Strength of schedule is rated number one at this point, um, and then they say that the rest of the schedule gets easy from here. Now I don't know how much I give give to that going forward because you never know what's going to happen week to week. But as far as the teams that we've played so far, putting that information together with the fact that our defense is playing lights out, um, we've held uh, three, the three top, when we played them, number one offenses in the league. And we, we held them down uh, pretty effectively. And to know that I can take unequivocally the knowledge that our defense is playing really well, and I can take the knowledge that uh, we're playing to the, the strength of our opponent. Our coaches have us in the right position to make plays. And taking all this stuff down into consideration, knowing how we played against the Chiefs, how we beat the Raiders, how uh, we played against the Rams, um, and then really, again, like you said, had a game within our grasp when when our offense really wasn't clicking out of any cylinders, not even full cylinders, just any cylinder. Uh, against the Eagles, we still have had that game. Um, you know, putting that stuff together, I, 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 <laughs> it sounds homerish to say. I really feel like we're the best team in the NFC right now, 
and 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 I think that's going to play out over the course of the year as, soon, as we start getting healthy again, um, as long as we can stay healthy. Yeah, I haven't well, that, seen anything any team that's really been like in in NFC that's been like like even you saying like Carolina being a tougher team. Yeah, they're a tougher team, but they kind of look like you know we're not sure what they are yet. But maybe they've taken a little while to kind of get their bearings going. So it'll be interesting to see how Eagles react to them. But I, I think you're kind of on the right path there. I don't know that there's too many people who are standing out in the NFC besides us, really. I mean, Eagles, whatever. But they'll be what about? Well, let me throw out a couple of names and see what you guys think. The Lions. <laughs> I mean, just wait for Matt Stafford to do what Matt Stafford's going to do, and then I, I think Matt's. I think Matt Stafford and the offense have something going on. Their defense is fine, but you know, I don't think they're they're the best player on the team is Matt Stafford. So if he plays perfectly, they'll be okay. Yeah, that's, they can run the football. He, that's the kind of team that where he needs to play perfect. Yeah, yeah, because they because they cannot run the football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Matt Stafford's got to be the guy there. What, what about Atlanta? I'll give more credit to Atlanta, especially being that they lost the Super Bowl and they, you know, they had, and plus Matt Ryan did that commercial in which he said he's going to be practicing a lot. So, you know, it's tough now. <laughs> Feels like they kind of <laughs> fell off the face of the earth. I know they were on bye week this week, but I feel like they haven't really been making a splash. Well, you know, they lost one game, so everyone's going to forget about them. Um, right. But, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Everyone's been itching to forget about them since the Super Bowl, and they want to. They want to. They, they've been itching to forget about themselves since the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. They forget about everything. Um, exactly. I mean, I, they got I've one of those Men in Black things to to wipe their memory out, so they don't remember that Super Bowl. <laughs> <He took that. laughs> what, what, what about what about Green Bay? Is Green who is? Uh, or we'll talk about Green Bay, but more importantly, after us, which I think we're amazing. Who's who's our biggest competition? Who's going to contend for the NFC, uh, you know, title game? I mean, you mentioned that the Seattle, Green Bay, those teams. Yeah. Maybe, you know. That's I think another Green, one. Seattle. I think, I think Green Seattle, Bay, I think, man. is also. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I think Seattle. They had a like. Oh, people had. Oh, they had come out game against uh, with the Colts. So what? The Colts are crap, man. Um, I think that they're not necessarily. Right over there in Seattle, running game two and also O line. So I'm not I'm not worried about them either. Exactly. No, it, Seattle's not really on my on my. We play them too in a couple weeks, right? We play them in yeah. a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And that'll be an interesting litmus test as well because we got to go to their home. But yeah. um, you know, but uh, again, Green Bay, just because Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. <laughs> That's true. Just a bad man. Um, Green Bay, all, Carolina. Go ahead. No, I'm saying I think we can all agree that like if Aaron Rodgers, he's one of the people like as long as he's on the team, you're giving him a shot. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. especially since we can't stop people who decide to run the ball at all, at all. Mobile quarterback. You're running mobile quarterback. We, which is crazy because we play a lot of mobile quarterbacks, and you think we'd have some sort of knowledge where someone's like, wait, 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 just watch which this guy. Why- which is why Carolina gives me a little bit of worry. You know, I, uh, I I feel like we can handle them on the outside. They're not running the ball as well as they have been in the past. But you know, Cam Newton, you know, you seeing what Alex Smith did against us, and what you know, Carson Wentz did, yada 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 yada. yada. I mean, surprisingly, um, um, uh, what's his card name? 
uh, car. Anyway, surprisingly, he didn't like run all over us, which is crazy to me. So I'm like, and I didn't watch the film on that game, but with the Raiders, were we just doing something differently, or did we not? Was it just indecision on his part? Why? Why wasn't he running all over us? Because every quarterback he played has been somewhat mobile so far. Well, I'd, like, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think actually the the reason is is because we kind of collapsed the pocket from every side with him. We collapsed right. it up the center. We collapsed it on the sides. There wasn't really. There was a lot of times where it was a group. I'm just gonna say gangbang, right on him. Oops. Like who got the sack? I don't know. Everybody was in on the gangbang. It was you know gangbang party. Yeah. Yeah, in the following in the following week, we can't do any of that really. I mean, we got pressure, but we weren't like well, as effective. Is it better O line, better quarterback play, of, better running game? Um, so the Eagles game, right? Um, the issue was we weren't collapsing the center of the pocket as well, um, and that's what you know we fixed the next week um, against the Rams, right? So um, then against the Chiefs game, or, I'm sorry, against the the Raiders game, it was all full circle. We were collapsing the pocket. It was like have a meeting at the quarterback, all that stuff. Then the Chiefs game, now Andy Reid's good at – he doesn't have to have uh, stellar offensive linemen. You know, the best guy they got is, is the number one pick in Eric Fisher on the left side, right? Um, but then they got a bunch of – who is that guy? And they, had, they had injuries off the wazoo. I think their, their starting left guard got hurt. And uh, they, they were down, or not even their starting left guard for that game. Their starting left guard, who was their backup, uh, they wore down to their third left guard by the by the time of the end, end of the game, and we still couldn't generate pressure. But it's because Andy Reid knows how to scheme that stuff. So what he he was doing is, um, it's one thing I paid a lot of attention to in fact, because uh, I we weren't getting enough pe- pressure on his front side, so that Kerrigan side, you know, and um, right. Yeah, so what they were doing is they're either force them inside or force them outside to help. They even had trouble setting the edge because the way they did it is they would kick a guy out, they would push the guy out to the tight end. So instead of asking the tight end to try and drive it, you know, do a drive block or kick a guy out by himself, he's coming out with a pulling guard, yeah. kick the guy out to him, and then let the pulling guard. So they really focused on that outside edge against us. I don't know how many teams are going to try and do the same thing and scheme that way, but um, definitely they really were like, you know what, we need to stop that pressure coming in the face of Alex Smith, and they were able to do that pretty successfully. And then once you guys are coming in a bad angle, Alex Smith just rolls out, and then the rest is history. So, um, you know, and then when you're going man-on-man um, or cover two, man-under, uh, it really puts a lot of pressure on your guys to, to keep him in the pocket, and that's what happened. So um, you have a lot of guys who are getting hurt and injured and having to fill in. We're not used to filling in. Right. Exactly. Well, to kind of wrap it, wrap this thing up a little bit. um, And we're a quarter way through the season. I know Redskins fans are feeling pretty good about themselves and I don't blame them. I feel pretty good. Um, But where, where do we think this season is going? Do we honestly believe this could be a team that could go into the playoffs, deep into the playoffs? Yeah, I, I think that you have to kind of, kind of get those check marks that we're working through right now. Get those like checked off, which is like receivers catching the ball, um, consistent running game, uh, defense staying on guys, and and getting turnovers. We need to force more turnovers as a just you know unit. Um, so I I don't think it's impossible. And really, it all kind of boils down to 
in some aspects, what's Kirk, what Kirk, is Kirk Cousin going to do? Because you can see at the end of the Chiefs game, like he did what he had to do. Should have been enough. Um, but it didn't come up for him. So it's like, that's not really on him. Points in the game, yeah, yeah there's other points in the game that kind of like step that up. But basically, we can be consistent on the parts that we need to. I think that that's not at all a stretch. We, we clearly, and also maybe it's because kind of a little bit of mediocrity going over the NFL. Is that just me? Or it seems like something like, what's going on with some of these teams? Some teams no, that's, just yeah. crap. that's a point I was going to touch on earlier, too. It's, it's not only just a weird season from like, like that, just in general, teams not being as good as we thought or teams being, you know, as, as bad as we didn't think they were going to be. Um, you know, like the Giants, for example. Like, you know, I don't think a lot of us were buying that they were, like, lights out, you know, Super Bowl contender. But at the same time, I don't think any of us thought they were that bad. Right? <laughs> no, they're so, falling um, apart. I know? mean, <laughs> I had to give them one game. But, but, <laughs> um, but, hilarious. but I think injuries <laughs> it is hilarious yeah it's it's funny to watch it's and i i, I almost feel bad but i don't because it's the giant and fuck them but um <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah but they're the best team in the nfc east and they're gonna win everything this year i mean yeah, yeah well I'll, I'll i don't this is one thing that like that article i sent you guys and i was like um basically it was like seriously can these these two soon articles um i do I wasn't a bit nervous. I had this whole like Colts moment where the Colts suck and then you get Andrew Luck. Now Andrew Luck is what he is right now, but still they get this number one pick. And I'm like, man, the Giants could like have a crappy ass season and end up with a number one prospect and kind of be right back to normal. Now again, I don't want to think too far ahead. And the Giants, because their GM situation and ownership, are gonna fuck it up anyway. So who you know, but they're I'm not I'm not it's not out on the Giants right now. We still have to play them, so I'm not completely like they're done. They can still win games. They're a team, so are they we'll a team? See. I don't know. As I said it, I, I looked down the line <laughs> in my head and I was like, "Wait, they have that player?" I, I, yeah, I kind of more feel like they're just you know like a social club, like a bunch of guys like to get together on Sunday and just fuck around. They're like, I mean, I play rec sports, so I would equivalent them more to a rec sports team. Because the injuries that happen all the time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and people just yeah. don't show up constantly. <laughs> and the, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's probably where they're at. But I don't. know. I mean, NFC East wise, do we do we think how many teams will we get out of this division if we were to jump ahead? Two. Two. I think we could possibly get three, depending on um, how how far this uh, Dallas thing unravels. Um, it sounds like they had a meeting and most of them are on the page, same page now. I, I don't know. I don't pay too much attention to that thing. But, um, but, but the same page now is what? For what? Uh, with that whole Neil stand thing. I don't know. Um, so that... He's saying that they're going to play worse because people are going to take the knee and then Jerry Jones is going to have to bench people. Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, no, they've been unraveling, and and then you add in the, the Jerry Jones thing, and then the team was basically like, it looked like it was falling apart at the seams, and uh, and then now they had a team meeting, and supposedly most of them, were, I don't know. So again, it's like not it's not a good time for old white guys, man. Just no, <laughs> <laughs> not in a good time for them, but it's definitely like 
Vegas dude, old white guy. Jerry Jones, old white guy. Trump, old white guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just why they call him Jerry Jones Skeletor, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I want to be the bad guy. It's like, you, you know that. We know you want to be the bad guy, dude. So, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, 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 the cowboy that I just, I think it's going to, that's going to just come apart. And we're not done with this whole Ezekiel Elliott thing because he's going to have some, something else happen. He just is that kind of guy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's always a good time for Ezekiel Elliott to put on a tube top and go hit somebody. So <laughs> it's, it's Friday night. I'm going to put my tube top on and go around <laughs> and slap some bitches. Put on, exactly. He's, he's that girl at the club who's always looking for a fight. She's got her high heels on. She looks like trash wearing a tube top with her little belly hanging out. And, uh, you know, and yeah. she's looking for a fight. The first time you go out with her, you don't really know that, like, you're like, oh, she's drinking a lot. Well, I guess uh, maybe, maybe she's fine. And then uh, and then she yelled. And you're like, oh, oh, don't hit him. Oh, no. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, he's going to take care of it for me. Like, oh, I don't know her. I don't know her. Right. Like, she's, 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 yeah, after a couple of drinks, she's like, that girl's looking at me. That girl's giving me the eye. She's not even looking in your direction. No, she's giving me the eye. That bitch is looking at me. Oh, fuck her. Yeah, you're right. right. That's the cowboys to a T. They're an emotional female. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's unfortunate. But uh, what was the question? Uh, the question was what what is what so where what is the prediction right now for the end of the season? Are what is going to be our record? I think we can go at least three and one in this next four games, and I'm going to take it that way and say that. Are you not- you're not going to give a final season? Much like a series, we just need to win majority or at least split. So I'm just going to say let's let's get a couple or three and one. So we need two more three and ones. And then we can split. Playoffs, definitely. But I don't know that we're going to bring at least. Maybe the Eagles will come with us. Maybe. Who, who's going to take the NFC East, us or the Eagles? Who makes it out of that? Yeah, who's uh, well? One, if, we, if we both go, somebody's going to be wild card. Someone's going to take the NFC East. Which one of us is going to take the East? Which is going to be the wild card? Um, I mean, they got the advantage already right now with three. I'm sorry, with, with two wins, two wins. But um, I'd say uh, so the thing the Eagles is the Eagles will collapse late. So they they could win like the NFC East, but that first game they're out. You know, they're that kind of team. They're not one and done. I don't, yeah, I mean, right? The Migs? They're uh, the Eagles. That's works. <laughs> I, I actually feel, I'm looking down this uh, schedule here and thinking about what, you know, we've talked about, and uh, especially with everyone saying that we have actually now going forward the quote-unquote easiest strength of schedule. And so trying to put that together in my mind, yeah, I'm sticking with my original prediction. I think twelve and four. Twelve and four. That's nice. That's uh, uh, the the big thing for me is this week. This is the last big test, in my opinion, uh, for this team because I want to see us be huge favorites at home, put it together, blow a team out, and if I see that, uh, I'll be we'll be good to go. I'll be ready to I. I to go forward thinking this is a real football team. How many points would signify a blowout for you, from us, 
And what 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 does that mean? Because it means like is it twenty seven to nothing? It it, it just is means it, or does that have to be? Like, just, yeah, because if you cover the spread, like, you got to cover the spread for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think you got to cover the spread. That's for sure. Yeah, um, I think we should beat this team by two touchdowns. Um, it could be thirteen points. It could be twelve points. Um, but if it's a dominant performance, really like things I see, like we should be able to run the ball against this team. So I, I don't see why we shouldn't have 150 yards rushing total as a team in this game. I, I don't see why we shouldn't be able to pass the ball a lot unless we're just running the ball over the field against them, in which case then we could have a low total for <laughs> Kirk Cousins and company, but a high score. Um, I see a couple turnovers. Um, that needs to happen. Um, lots of stack. I mean, generally our defense should dominate. Um, and, you know, there's going to be some issues with some injuries in the secondary. But I, I really – I have trouble, again, looking at us the way we handled the Raiders and, and the way we handled the Rams and the way we, we played against the Chiefs. If, if we don't blow the crash out of the stadium, then we're playing down – well, this podcast is brought to you by United Airlines. When you need to catch a flight, don't take United. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm on a plane right now. It's it's uh this is this is what happens when when you Skype. You could be anywhere. Yeah. This is how Skype works. It, once you get on it, they let you go to different countries. So that's what's well, right now. It's <laughs> when you're on Skype, they just let you do it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I can be as optimistic as Mika and, and say 12 and 4, but I definitely think we're 11 and 5. No, we're 11 and 5. I think we'll easily yeah. win the NFC East, and uh, I think we're going to make it at least minimum to the NFC uh, title, title game. Uh, I don't know if we got Super Bowl, but we're going we're gonna to sniff it at least. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, I pretty much agree with that. I, I feel like um, I would have gone 11 5, but my original prediction was 12 and 4. And I'm looking at the schedule thinking it's doable. Um, it's totally doable. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it, we're gonna, it's going to have to be something that looks slightly ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's going to have to be like, why, have we won like five games in a row? Like, we have that question where we're like, okay, so what do we do now? Kind of a situation. Like, <laughs> it's going to have Can to I? be. Can I put in my prediction? Yeah, please do. Please do. Always. Uh, for the game this weekend, uh, as I've said before, I'm going to go with a 49-0 blowout. I'm going to say <laughs> I'm saying that for every game for now on because it's going to hit eventually. And how many games have we lost? Two games. Yeah. So we're going to go on a 12-game run and and go 14 and two. Woo! And okay. then, and then we're we're gonna cruise right into the Super Bowl. Take it home. That's that's my prediction for the rest of the season. What was the homie's name who came to the podcast? Who uh, was at the uh, tailgate? Who said, "What was his name?" Was it Russell? He, he was uh, he was like former oh, military yeah. or something, right? Yeah, he's, Russell, he's right? a Russell. Russell. Yeah, Russell. Yeah. Russell. Yeah, Russell said that. We're gonna we're gonna call this a Russell. Let's let it. Let's I'm, Russell this game. I'm right there with him. I love it. I'm I, I yeah. like being the foolishly optimistic one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because uh, that's that's what I mean. Like I don't know. I, I feel like it, it's completely set up to destroy them, right? Right. Like yeah. Brian Horace should just be feeding us all game. Breland yeah. needs to have a Breland game where you're like, okay, this is this is good. 
Um, and I'd like to get at least, I'd like to have like 25 touches, 25 to 30 touches, just because we just are running the crap out of like the ball. Yeah. And you know what, Kirk, you can have you can have some numbers if you want to show up against Kyle, but I don't want you auditioning for him or any of that crap. I want you like being like, let me just see here. I want Kirk, Kirk, you keep pedestrian. <laughs> you keep pedestrian. Do get some good numbers. But I'll take a I'll take a fifteen to seventeen from Kirk for four touchdowns. You know what I mean? Ooh, I Something love that. Like that. Where it's like he nice. gets like hundred and forty three yards and you're like, Well, we just ran the ball and we got great punt returns, you know, so why are we <laughs> he threw in all the touchdowns? The poor running backs yeah. couldn't get a touchdown. <laughs> well, no, they're awesome. Oh, sorry. He's gonna what, throw like one. Forty-nine. He's, he's, <laughs> he's gonna throw one to like Trent Williams, another one to like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just because. Didn't see that coming, Kyle? Did you? Exactly. <laughs> this, is my, th- this is my new offense. Trent Williams is a wide receiver. <laughs> so here's my question for you guys. Here's my question: Is um, is is Mike Shanahan watching this game? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I can actually answer that question. He was on um, ESPN 980 this week talking to Cooley and Zabe and whatnot. Oh, and, uh, oh yeah. Uh, pretty good interview. He was, uh, he was nice. He said nice things. He said nice things. Um, he, uh, he obviously watches Kyle, for sure. And I think he keeps up with the Redskins, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he keeps up with, with Denver, you know? Like... I think he's just kind of attached to those places. So, how about Scott McLuhan? He watched this game because he was at both places too. Maybe, and then he can do a he can do a quitter uh, a quitter uh, a Twitter Q and A afterwards. Did you just call him? A- <laughs> I didn't say quitter. I, I, I mean, I didn't mean to say quitter. I meant Twitter. Called him a quitter. He was he right. was let go. I'm sorry. <laughs> what happened, Scott? I'm so sorry. Here's what you got to understand, Lonnie. Scott, what you're please come is. back on our podcast. Right. Dick, alcohol, though. Apparently, he's still off the alcohol, so that's good. Well, well, good for what him. you're missing is, Lonnie, Lonnie, is that normally Margallo, when he's at a job, they're like, oh, you're fired. And he's like, no, I quit. I, I'm, not, I'm quitting. You did not fire me. I quit. So it's a quitter. It's a quitter. Yeah, so he's like, he, he's he doesn't believe in being fired. I don't want that in employment. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, uh, unless, unless I'm being fired for, you know, violating company policy. Hey, listen, great. Great, okay. Great you predictions. Just, yeah, don't give us those details. I don't. It's not going to that. Reported. Don't admit to anything. What, are we? Uh, are we back to the uh, old 10 a.m. slot? Yeah, we're uh, back at 10. Geez. Nice like, and early. Oh, this is gonna be rough. All right. Well, we got 10 a.m. and then we got Monday night against the Eagles the week after. So we're kind of loving us. On, we're just having like we're, we're having a lot of prime time. They're like, all right, well, see what you can do with Redskins. That that being said, uh, that we're back at the 10 a.m. slot and we're back on a little bit of a normal week again. Um, I'll wrap this up just saying, hey, we're always doing Facebook Live stuff. So probably that morning before the game, halftime, after the game, join us, talk to us, ask us questions, give us shout outs, your feelings, your thoughts, your answers. You know, hail away with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Lonnie, we own everything, bitches. Yeah, <laughs> we need your feedback. And you know what? I'd really love, guys, if anybody out there listening to this can do us, rate us, please rate us. We want yes. to get the word out, and the best way to get the word out is the more you rate us, the higher we'll go up in the algorithms. 
we are about, if we don't get two reviews by next podcast, I am paying Russians whatever it takes to move us up the ranking. So oh, man. that's my threat. Just tell them that we're but they understand Facebook and Twitter algorithms better than any of us. So I'm about to pay them if you guys don't rate us. So I'll rate, I'll do it. Don't make me do it. And yeah, do we could get one of those uh, one of those like comment farms or the click farms. Mm-hmm. In sure, India. whatever. Whatever takes. Right. I don't care. Let's do it. Whatever we need. Whatever yeah. we need to do. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> it's, up to you, it's up to you guys out there. Rate us, or we're going to resort to drastic measures. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to uh, shout out to Dangerous Crew. I'm um, working on Dangerous some new shirts. Crew. Yeah, yeah, Resonation coming and, along, uh, and and uh, yeah, shout out to my homie Dan. Dan, uh, you should rate us because you you said you enjoy it. So uh, tell us in the comment section uh, and uh, make it count, or I guess our friendship will have to take a hit. <laughs> I I'm about to uh, stop being brothers with my brother because he hasn't rated us. Man is literally what? physically what? handicapped. He's handicapped and he's not going back to work for a month. While you're sitting on your fat ass, rate us, Brian. Yeah. How about it's just that? Food at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and actually, only because of specifically this weekend week, shout out to Bay Area Redskins fans. Uh, you guys are the best. You guys rock. If you are in the San Francisco area and you want to watch the game this week, go to the San Francisco Athletic Club. They uh, Redskins fans, there's actually bleacher seats, like you were at a like a baseball game for uh, a high school team or something. And they all sit up in that awesome crew. Great place to be. So shout out to those guys. Maybe we can talk to one of them before the game. You know, maybe we can get a little, little Facebook guy to come in there and talk to us uh, before the game from San Fran. Yeah. Oh, I already have the girl. Shout out to Carrie Tucker. She, uh, is organizes that whole bar up there and I'm going to, awesome. yeah, I'm going to try to get her on before the game. We'll see what we can do. Awesome. Maybe we can, uh, do like a three, uh, two way, Facebook Live with her and everybody Facebook, from San Francisco. Four ways, whatever ways we can get it, we do yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah. There it is. All the faces. Away way. All the faces. In the- uh, well, yeah, man. I'm looking forward to the game. I'm, I'm happy to be back. The, the bye week's kind of a rough thing to not watch your team. It sucks. Oh, well, uh, with the bye week, what, what did you guys do in your bye week? Just real quick. Uh, a little camping. I went on a little camping trip. A little mini camping trip. It was nice to the woods. Uh, yeah, celebrated the, the, the sister's uh, birthday. Um, rest in peace to my sister. Always, um, always good to think about you. And so did that. Took some time away from uh, Los Angeles. That's what I did. Nice. For you guys. Uh, I watched oh, football. <laughs> <laughs> I watched uh, football. Yeah, I watched lots of football. I watched lots of tape. Uh, which is a little disappointing because, really, I don't think there's anything you could take from from the Niners watching their tape. It, it's it's really the mishmash of um, they're getting better. <laughs> Slow oh, that tight end. That tight. They they got a tight end and might be forming over there in the Niners. That's what I was talking about. I, was, I couldn't remember his name, but uh, yeah, he's he's Gig, uh, Higby. He's something we got to look out Higby. for. No, Higby is with the Rams. Um, or no, uh, not Higby. Anyway, whatever that dude. Uh, <laughs> that's the only guy. Um, I, I myself, yeah. I go ahead. Uh, I myself, I just had a had a couple of recording sessions and some gigs going on, so it was just nice to kind of. Actually, you know what? During the recording session, I still had my Red Zone channel up on my phone, so yeah. never football really never stopped for me. Nope. Right, uh, and I just I just hung with the wife. 
you know, we uh, we had a nice, lovely day together. You know, a little brunch, a little uh, mimosa day drinking. There you guys you know. went to the restaurant. You didn't come to my restaurant. You sons of bitches. Oh uh, yeah. We're, we're <laughs> and actually, you know what? Let's. Uh, and you weren't here for it, Lonnie, but I will. We will end and wrap this up with shout out to my wife, Heather. Aubrey Haverly, not Heather Lee Haverly. She's a horrible person who likes Dallas. Heather Aubrey Haverly is a great person who loves the Redskins. And today is our three-year anniversary, the day that we lost to the Cardinals. Oh, yikes. Yeah, yeah I mean, so. and the day that you got married. But yes. Celebrate! One celebrate! As a team! Yeah, celebrate as a team. Celebrate. So happy birthday to my wife, who... Uh, Who's madly in love with the Porgs from the new Star Wars trailer? Mm, don't so. don't say anything about the trailer. I haven't watched it, and I plan on not right. watching it. Okay. Oh, so we're, spoiler alert. Uh, on, on the spoiler alert that we're moving on and wrapping up the show before we talk about <laughs> before this segues into Star Wars cast and Margallo has to you know do earmuffs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so again, we'll see right, everybody on Sunday. Story. Check earmuffs. us out on Facebook Live. Shit, bitch, whatever you want. Cock, balls. Okay, I'm just proving a point. You don't have to celebrate it, Frank. Right, or talk about Star Wars, either one. Uh, but yeah, hit us up on Facebook Live, and uh, on Sunday, we will see you guys there. And hail to the... Oh, wait, I said too quickly. Hail to the... Redskins. And nobody else. <laughs>